Hello, everyone, and welcome to the roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Tuesday, September 5th, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Amanda Harris and Riley Wolfbauer. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending September 1st, 2023. In general economic news, U.S. consumer confidence fell by the most in two years on pessimistic views of the labor market, higher borrowing costs, and lingering inflation. The conference board's index fell to 106.1 this mo- last month, down from 114 in July. The group's measure of current conditions fell to 144.8, the lowest since last November. Consumer six-month outlook dropped to 80.2, leaving it slightly above June's level. The decline in consumer sentiment comes as unemployment rose in August, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The unemployment rate climbed to 3.8%, largely reflecting a pickup in participation while wage growth slowed. In auto finance, Fintech Upgrade Inc. will offer consumer auto loans for the first time with plans to target all types of consumers, including those with FICO scores as low as 580. Upgrade first told AFN they plan to get into auto finance back in 2020. High interest rates are prompting more consumers to pay for vehicles in cash rather than finance, with cash transactions up year over year for used vehicle purchases and stable for new vehicles. Cash purchases, including direct loans, accounted for 30% of used vehicle transactions in July 2023 compared with 25% in July 22, according to J.D. Power. 6% of used vehicle purchases in July were for or were funded through direct loan, which include cash purchase share. High interest rates are also contributing to more consumers entering late stage delinquencies. Riley has the details. Yeah, so more auto finance accounts rolled into later stage delinquency status um, by the end of the second quarter compared with um, the same time last year. Um, So at the end of the second quarter, 23% of auto loan accounts that were 30 days past due became 60 days delinquent, while 30% of accounts that were 30 days delinquent caught up on payments to become current. Um, In Q2 2022, 34% of consumers who were 30 days delinquent became current by the end of the quarter. So there's a four percentage point difference from Q2 this year to Q2 last year in the consumers that are catching up on payments. Uh, So The industry-wide 30-day delinquency rate as a percentage of balances increased 43 basis points year-over-year to 2.72% in the second quarter. That's surpassing the Q2 2019 pre-pandemic rate of 2.65%. Balances 60-plus days delinquent came in at 0.94%, which is up 19 basis points and also above the Q2 level of 0.79%. Um, A lot of these delinquencies are occurring in subprime transactions, is what Melinda Zabritsky, um, Senior Director of Automotive Financial Solutions at Experience, said. Um, The importance of that at the same time is subprime market share is also shrinking as we're seeing this um, increase. Um, Subprime originations accounted for 13.4% of total financing across the industry 
and deep subprime made up 1.6%, which is down from 14.9% and 2% in Q2 2022. Um, we might see a little change in the market share in subprime because as consumers are getting later on their delinquencies, they could fall into those lower credit tiers. Great. Thanks, Riley. Dealership acquisitions by publicly traded dealer groups, however, soared quarter over quarter despite rising interest rates as the dealer groups look to deploy capital following stock buyback programs in the first quarter. Amanda, what's going on there? Sure. So, yes, as you said, uh, dealership acquisition activity picked up quite a bit in the second quarter after definitely ticking down in the first quarter. They, they like you said, were focused on other things in their capital. Now they are back to spending on acquisitions. Um, acquisition spending really hasn't slowed down, even though rates are you know going up. We're still seeing dealer profits about three times what they were pre-pandemic. So even though profits are declining, they are still very elevated. We're still seeing dealers just want to grow, mostly led by um, we have private groups leading the charge. And then we also have public groups as well who are buying companies and adding to their their footprint. So we're still seeing this play out. The idea is that this will continue playing out, obviously, for lenders who provide floor plan and acquisition financing, typically larger bank groups and typically the companies that already provide floor plan for these dealership groups will also provide the acquisition funding and, and mortgages and other areas that the dealerships need for capital. So they will obviously benefit as more dealers continue buying up um, you know, locations and continue that acquisition spending. And as that keeps going up, that's a good thing for lenders. Uh, we are hearing just a little teaser, though, that more dealership groups looking to acquire locations are turning to cash. So we'll have to see how that kind of plays out and whether or not that ends up hurting, you know, the dealers or the lenders books that provide this acquisition funding. But so far as I can tell and far as I'm hearing so far, not slowing down to any great extent and still very good for both lenders and dealers on the profit side. Great. Thanks, Amanda. That about does it for today's episode. As a reminder, you can purchase your all-access pass to the Auto Finance Summit and the Power Sports Finance Summit to attend both events October 29th through 31st at the Bellagio in Las Vegas for 20% off. You can get your all-access pass at www.autofinance.live. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap, and be sure to follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, and LinkedIn. We will see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.